0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 432 for the week of July 15, 2017. I'm your host, Chris Privateer, here to bring you the week's RPG news. Joining me this week for our limited to four panel, we could have had more people on, but Anna vetoed it. Um, Anna Marie Privateer is here. Vito! <laughs> Kelly Ryan is here. You tyrant. <laughs> and Jonathan Stringer is here.
1: I made the cut.
0: You made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. I just want to have like eight people on and have like us talk about what we've been playing for three and a half hours. But Anna tells yeah, me that. Yeah, that wouldn't be...
2: Yeah. That wouldn't be like hurting cats at all.
0: No, not at all, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well... I've been playing more Final Fantasy XIV. I just Surprise. want you all to know. I want you all to know. I'm getting near the end of the Heaven's Word storyline. Like the main shipped with Heaven's Word storyline, not the post patches of Heaven's Word storylines. Nobody cares. Alice isn't here to, to, to commemorate with me, commiserate with me. Uh, it's really good. Hmm.
2: <laughs> do you have to do the patch stuff too to get to the Stormblood content? Oh yeah.
0: Wow. Oh yeah. Because it's all story related. So you gotta finish a story quest. Open up new story quests. It's all one fluid storyline. So I'm continuing on in my journey. My road to Stormblood. If you follow my Twitter, you can see me tweet out stuff that I think is interesting or funny from my playthrough. Um, I'm trying to be a gamer Twitterer. Should I be streaming too, Anna?
3: Yeah, totally.
0: Why not? I don't know. I don't do the stream thing.
1: <clears throat> the, the hardest I thing I could. see about streaming is to keep it interesting and keep talking about what you're doing instead of just getting engrossed in the game. So yeah, see, I think it's... how do you do that? How do you do that? <laughs>
0: it's I don't a know. Skill, like, I guess. Just,
3: like talk with people that come to chat and talk to me, and then I yell at the game some more.
0: <laughs> then you yell at the game some more.
3: Okay. I don't know. I've done it for a bunch of games. It just mm-hmm. kind of happens. The yelling part, I the mean. yelling part. Oh yeah.
0: I've listened to you stream. Yeah. You put me to sleep.
3: Well, yeah, I don't maybe think I. You could. should be a lively streamer in mm-hmm. comparison to me, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't think I could stream games because I'm the most boring gamer on the planet.
0: think anna should stream pc games i want to see her play dota
2: no
3: the
1: other problem with streaming especially rpg games is i hear they're not that great to stream because they're big story and and only taking little chunks of it's not that great but like actiony games and and stuff seem to stream a lot better have a lot more followers so yeah i mean
3: it's they're trying to fix that in terms of twitch so like um, they have different kinds of partnership levels now so that um, if you've been a long time streamer, even if you're not like a super duper popular um, streamer, you can still get like bits or like certain people can get subscriptions. And the, it's a big problem that they have because if you basically uh, if you stream Grand Theft Auto or Minecraft or a few other games, you can be a huge streamer. Um if you stream first person shooters you can be a huge streamer but if you stream RPGs <laughs> uh you'll never be a big streamer. I'll never
0: the, be a big streamer. I mean Hannah. there are some
3: people that have totally done it. So th- I I watch a guy and I never remember how to pronounce his name but he's on Who, Peter? No, his um, name is pronounced Punxa... Peter.
0: Punksa Punksatani Phil. Yeah. No, no wait, really?
3: <laughs> um
0: that's that's the groundhog.
3: Yeah. It's it's
0: uh Phil. No. <laughs> Tell us about punksatani Phil.
3: He's he's a speedrunner for RPGs and he's on uh GD Games. Pwexel. Thank you.
0: Thank you for giving me some context to work with.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I watch him and he's gotten actually fairly big, especially for a speedrunner.
0: Let's see what he's up to right now. Um, he's hosting somebody else. <laughs> who's playing Final Fantasy but, yeah. 9. Mhm.
2: I stream enough on a regular basis, my creative side, that I'm a, an affiliate now, and I think you get, like, a sub button and a couple of emotes.
0: An affiliate? Does yeah. that yeah. mean you get, like, the stream qualities and all that? You know, no, that's i never checked. Is there a difference? I don't
2: know. Yeah. Partner, you get a whole bunch of emotes, and you're featured, and... Because I have a friend that's a partner.
0: Do you, Kelly, do you know what's the worst thing in the world? What Twitch chat? Actually, it's YouTube comments, but it's a very short sec. Very close second is Twitch chat.
2: It uh, it depends on what you stream. Um, creative, like everybody in Create on the creative side are like the nicest people ever.
0: It probably helps when you're not the. Your only experience with Twitch chat isn't a viewer streams like uh, yeah. SGDQ, where everyone is just spewing forth emotes. And it's just the worst nonsense. thing ever. I just... I want to, like... What I want to do... I want I want Twitch to add this feature. A button you click that says... Remove all chat messages that contain emotes. And I think, like, if you set your chat to that mode... It would actually be usable. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, I derailed you. What were we talking about?
3: You played uh- 14?
0: Oh! It was my... Oh, yeah. Uh, I played 14. Uh... Yeah. Okay. You played a lot of fourteen. I'm level fifty nine. Um, I've got fifty eight gear, and so I'm looking forward to get to sixty, and then I can start gearing up with sixty gear and feeling overpowered again. Before finishing up all that crap and starting Stormblood, and then feeling weak again. But anyway, um, what else did I play? it? I played, I played some Final Fantasy V on my iPhone.
3: Ooh, are you doing four job Fiesta?
0: Yeah, I was doing my four job Fiesta run, and so far. Um I'm doing this this month's this uh this year's run and it it's a weird one cuz it's the popularity run and so my jobs are the jobs that they gave me <laughs> uh the first two of them I couldn't use <laughs> because it was uh they they're from later crystals So, the four-job Fiesta run that they added this year is called Popularity and was based off some Twitter polls that they ran, but they gave no context for the Twitter polls at the time. So, they're like, just vote this job versus this job, and okay, now this job versus this job. And so, at the end, he's used all those rankings to uh, seed um, a random draw that, like, uh, basically, you are more likely to get jobs that ranked high in those survey results than you are jobs that ranked low. So... My team so far, I've only unlocked, I've only gotten through the first three crystals is Ninja, Geomancer, and Time Mage. And I actually (laughs) paused because I'm at the point now that I actually have a couple of those jobs because they come from the third crystal that I need to now actually put jobs on my people because I've been doing Freelancer till now, which by the way, that stupid flame hand guy is really hard to beat with Freelancer because I had to just go buy a bunch of rods and break them on his head. And break them over his Mm -hmm. head? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um
3: I mean honestly I think that's how I've done it as black mage every time too. The
0: siren was also really hard, but Ooh, I just ground forever. Yeah. And then... <sighs> but uh yeah, now I've now I've got jobs. Um I don't know if I'm gonna finish Four Job Fiesta this year, but I did donate and um so I feel a little better. <laughs> and then uh we'll see where I go with that. Um and I tried one other thing. Um they added um so I like Monster Hunter, you know? And um, there's a promotion going on where Monster Hunter is in Puzzle & Dragons. So I reinstalled and set up my Puzzle & Dragons game last night, Anna. But then I made a mistake. I went to YouTube and looked up video. This is what I do now. Is when I Because I'm trying to be a hip kid. And you learn about things. You don't learn about things by reading FAQs or message boards anymore. You You learn about things by watching really long, overly drawn out, poorly summarized YouTube videos. So I went into YouTube in search of, like, how do I learn how to play this game on on YouTube from the, the hip kids who know what they're doing. And I found, like, a channel that has a billion videos for Puzzle & Dragons. I'm like, okay, this looks like the kind of channel I want to go. And I click a video. And the first thing I should point out, Puzzle & Dragons' default volume level is maxed out on your phone. It is the loudest thing that can ever come out of an iPhone. No,
3: it isn't. There is one thing that's louder. What? fire emblem heroes
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) yes you're 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 not wrong about that but uh yeah it's that level of loud right and so this person's youtube videos at the smallest volume level of my ipad was so loud i was worried you were going to hear it coming out of my headphones while you were sleeping
3: oh is that what that noise was yeah
0: like i couldn't i couldn't make it lower without muting it (laughs) (laughs) It was ridiculous. Anyway, so I'm, I'm watching this video, and I'm like, okay, so is he going to start talking over it and do the, the normal, like, I'm going to ramble for an hour and a half while playing Puzzle and Dragons and tell you about my life and why the person at McDonald's made me mad? Um, no. Uh, he talks. Not at all. He doesn't talk at all. He's just recording his gameplay and putting it up on YouTube, and Anna, this was my mistake. This person's really good this person's doing like (laughs) the the hardest stuff in the game they're doing the hardest stuff in the game like there's a dungeon where you get a dragon by completing these floors that have very special extremely hard requirements like you must fully clear off the board on this one move otherwise you can't progress and the board is you know randomly generated and like these people are that good this person i saw them (laughs) going everything's a match and like what how do you do this? How do you keep... And they, the next turn, almost everything's a match. And the next turn, it's like, this is how they normally play. I checked some of their other videos. And I realized, I should never play this game ever. I will <laughs> never be good enough. Ever. No matter what I do, no matter how I do it. Like this is a game I had to stop playing mo- Not because I really got tired of it But because my arm hurt too much From the repetitive motion of moving The little little puzzle blocks around On the board and I just couldn't handle that With my thumb and my And the tendons in my elbow And like I'm looking at what An end game player of Puzzle of Dragons Does and I'm like I, I physically Can't do that this is esports Level Anna this is- Puzzle and Dragons is the real esports it's the Dark Souls of eSports. <laughs> this is what I've learned. Anyway, so I got some m- monsters from the Monster Hunter thing, and they're really cool, and it really makes me want to play more and get more of them because they're like all really strong dragons that I'm sure people who are like um, eSports puzzle and dragons players would tell me are all garbage and you shouldn't bother with, but I think they're really cool. So I've been trying to figure out how the hell to level up my team enough to actually get caught up. To do relevant content in this game, and the guides are poorly written that I've found so far, so if anyone has some good uh puzzle and dragon like guides for like or or like a forum post where somebody actually gives a good explanation of what the hell you're supposed to do like what do people who actually are esports gods at uh puzzle and dragons do to level up their their stuff quickly, I would really appreciate that, but other than that, I'm just gonna cry in a corner now, Anna, what do you played
3: um all right, let me pull up my yearly log. Wait, games. wait, wait.
0: Also, Record Keeper. Go log in Record Keeper. There's a bunch of good giveaways. If you're a Record Keeper player, you should you should play that too. So I did a little bit mm. of that, but I won't bore you with it.
2: Thank you. Mhm. See what we got.
0: So It's it's kind of a it's a, like a promotion like you got to log in multiple days, but they're giving away good stuff every day.
3: Sorry. No, no, it's fine.
0: I realized I really needed to yawn.
3: Um so I finished Ever
0: Oasis. And Yay, so it, you finished a game. Yep. It's so rare for you. I
3: know. I've only done it 23 times this year. <laughs> um, yes, I finished Ever Oasis. It took me about 30 hours to get through the main story. And then I played about another five hours of post-game content. And then I was like, I think I'm actually good with this game. And so I put it away.
0: Did you do everything you could do? No. What more could you do?
3: Um, so you can only get 50 of the 60 potential residents before you beat the game for the first time.
0: For the first time?
3: Yeah, you can go back and beat it as many times as you want.
0: You Just fight the last boss? Yeah. Is there a reason to do so? Like, what do you do post-game here? Is it just collect more residents and build your town more? Or um, is it some challenging stuff they put yeah, in
3: Yeah, so what it is is once you've beaten the main boss, you can access all three or four labyrinths. And labyrinths is the post-game content. And that's kind of why I was like, eh, I'm good. Because here's the dilemma right now is because this game is new and initially there weren't a ton of people playing it, um, the way that labyrinths are designed are based off of the type and number of um, stones that you set into them before you begin them. So there's three spots for stones um, before you go into a labyrinth and there's five different types of stones that correlate with the five different enemy types and then stones come in either bronze, silver or gold. And setting a gold one into different labyrinths creates different things even though they're all gold, even though it's a gold stone in each one of them. Okay. And so the problem is is there are so many kind of factors that go into figuring out what kind of a dungeon that you'll get. That I was like, I don't know how to figure this out. This is like something that requires a fair amount of group thinking and group planning and experimentation.
2: And so and there are there are no facts for this game yeah, at all.
3: And I mean, like I was even looking up threads on game FAQs and like Wikipedia, like our new brand new ever Oasis Wikipedias. and everybody is kind of like, this system is going to make sense but it is going to take time to dive into it and truly understand how it works. Mm. Does that make sense when I say it that way? Like the the whole labyrinth creation system is very logical, but it is going to take time to suss it out.
0: You guys just have to try all the combinations and document them, it sounds like. Right. Because nobody's and, figured out the pattern.
3: Right. And so I was up to 54 residents And I had three people in town that would move into town if I was able to go into a very specific type of labyrinth and defeat a very specific boss. And so that's why I was kind of like, "Eh, I'm good. Because that information just isn't readily available either in-game or out-of-game yet. Okay. And that's fine. I mean, you know... In in a month's time, because everybody got over Oasis on this crazy super sale on the Amazon Prime Day. I mean, there might be a lot more information floating around and I may go back to it and kind of score the last few residents that I need. But I mean, I feel like I finished the game.
2: Do you get a better ending if you do more stuff? I or have is no it... idea. Not
3: mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware.
2: Because I'm, I'm kind of in the final stretch.
3: I mean, it does a really good job of telling you what the point of no return is, but honestly. At
0: last, the point of no return. There's not much
3: point in kind of turning back at that point because
0: when you get into post-game.
3: No. You unlock more stuff to do.
0: All right, sorry. Am I not helping?
3: Um, Have you been playing more of Oasis, Kelly? Yeah,
2: I got really sucked into trying to finish all of the um, quests that your residents give you. I was basically just going through the entire town, town rows and being like, okay, you have an exclamation point. I'm going to do your thing. I go do your thing. Next person has an exclamation point. I'm going to go do your thing and just kind of systematically going through each one of them. That's exactly what I did at one point, too. (laughs) And then I ran out of exclamation points and I went into I went into somewhere to get some materials and then was like, oh, the red arrow. This means that I'm continuing the story and it's like, oh, I think I'm in the final dungeon now. Is the final dungeon the Sanctuary of Light? Nope. Nope, nope. Okay,
3: it will tell you very obviously. Hey, this is the point of no return. No Make turning sure you're saved back. No- before oh, you go.
2: Okay. Does it sing to you? No, that's you. Oh. Okay. And yet you have a very beautiful singing voice. That's weird.
0: Sorry.
3: He sings at church.
2: Oh right. But no, I'm in the Sanctuary of Light right now, slowly trying to get through that. And I think I'm at like 49 residents right now.
3: Yeah, so you're basically done in terms of residents that you can get. Oh, there's
2: one more, end. right?
3: Yeah. But they have like four or five hearts, and they ask for a bunch of complex things. I, I have a fairly good idea of who she's missing.
0: Hmm.
2: Let me see real quick. It probably says right here. I am.
0: It's Mitsuru, isn't it?
2: It's not who I'm missing. Hang on. It doesn't say.
0: Oh, do you have yeah, to have I your kindness had... at level five? Is that the issue, Anna?
2: Hmm.
0: Do you have to have their kindness at level five, and that's the issue because
2: you haven't been leveling it for the rest of the game?
3: No.
0: No. Okay.
3: This is Emerald okay, not Persona Five. Oh, okay.
2: I'm missing Aziz, a Lagora who loves seedlings so much he can't stand it. He also loves toys.
3: Yeah, you're going to need, like, 8 million stalls for him to move in. He, he yeah, needs, I'm... like, 4 specific toy stalls and then a quest. Okay. So, yeah, he's going to be a while. So if you don't have all of your... Um, If you don't have all of your, uh, what's the, so there's three categories. There's like fashion novelty. and food and novelties. So if you have stashed away a bunch of your novelty seedlings, put them back down.
2: Yeah. I got really OCD about trying to make sure that like all of the store types were in the exact same area. And it's been driving me crazy because I will get like an entire row of one type and then have one slot left and nothing else to put there of that type. Mm-hmm. And I know it doesn't matter. I know it's like purely cosmetic, but it's <laughs> part of my game like this OCD. So I might need to punk down some more novelty stalls and get rid of the uh, some of the food ones because I've got a bunch of the food ones maxed out or close to being maxed out.
3: Yeah, food is what I started picking up eventually. Um, Mostly because when you get to some of the highest level foods, um, they require things that grow only super rarely in the garden. So I have like a food place that it's like their third level thing requires elder parsley. And I'm like, I don't even know how to grow that.
2: Yeah, I'm annoyed because some of the things that I need require like elder papyrus, which I have no idea where to get
3: I still don't know where that is. And I finished the game. It will tell you in the game where it is, but I never picked any up.
2: I think it's in the labyrinth.
3: Oh, that would make sense. I only did the labyrinth a couple of times, so. All right. So since I finished Ever Oasis, I jumped back onto my year of Vita games. Year of
0: Vita games. And, and so you decided the best way to catch up on Vita games is to buy more Vita games. Well. That's what you did this week. Yeah, so. You did this. It
3: was Amazon Prime Day this week. Mm-hmm. And um, when it when a, when the Prime Day itself officially went live, which was like um, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, Um, the prime day discounts were being applied anywhere from two to four times on video games. (laughs) And so... Bank um, error in your favor. Yes. (laughs) Um, so I purchased five games in total, two of which didn't go through, two of which did. And one
0: of which is a pre-order. Which didn't go through?
3: Uh, the Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 PS4, Oh and then something Vita that I don't remember anymore.
0: I could have used that. One. I know
1: that's what, what did go through.
3: Um, World of Final Fantasy on the Vita, and Shiren the Wanderer, the Vita, the most recent Vita game. Um, I, hang on, I have it on my master list.
0: Anna refuses to play World of Final Fantasy on our 4K TV so that I can see it such that she complained about how I can't read it the text is too small so we got a bigger TV (laughs) and now she has no excuses and she still won't do it because she's just vindictive about it at this point she loves her Vita so much she wants to play it on the Vita and by the way this bugs me a little if you can't tell because I want to watch her play it because I think the voice acting is adorable
3: well maybe
0: why don't you just play it Chris because I don't actually want to play it because I think the (laughs) gameplay looks boring (laughs)
2: Chris, you're the <laughs> epitome of first world problems.
3: <laughs> All right. So I looked at my list of dungeon crawlers that I hadn't tackled yet, and I decided on Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy. And holy cow, that game now was you're back not to... for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, no. So another one of these f- hardcore first-person dungeon crawlers.
3: So it's... <sighs>
0: It's Demon Gaze all over again. No, isn't it's it?
3: not Demon Gaze all over again. It's Dungeon Travelers 2 all over again.
0: Oh, okay.
3: It's fine, but it doesn't explain enough. So I like was doing all of the main quests and I got to this boss and I was like, I cannot take on this boss at my current level and I have no other quest to do. So I went and grinded out two levels and that was boring, but I did it. Um, And then I went back and I beat the boss. And then I went back to the base. And I don't even remember what I did. But I hit a button accidentally putting the Vita down. And I snapped into the um, alternative quest list. And I was like, what the hell? There's optional quests? And so I did a bunch of those. And that got me up to the appropriate level for the next boss. But then the boss after that, I totally couldn't beat it. And so I was like... Wow, this, this is too much
0: grinding for you. It's
3: going to be a super duper grind. And I don't mind grinding in games um if the game is sucking me in. So like when I played My Queue, I did have to do grinding. And I didn't mind it because the game was fun and colorful and the battle system like I could just basically set it to to go with one button press. And so I was just like this game is interesting, but it's for me it's kind of just okay. And I just have more games that I could play that I enjoy more than this. So it's not that it's a bad game. It's that it's a bad game for me. What did you just drop?
0: Uh, My keyboard.
3: Okay. So instead, I decided to go in a completely opposite direction and try out Monster Mon Piece.
0: Oh, Anna, this game.
3: (laughs) This game is so pervy. (laughs) All right. So in this world, there are humans and monsters. And that was... so.
0: No, in this world, there are perverts and the things they abuse.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as the story goes, there... God created humans, and then God created monsters, but the monsters almost killed humans. Then he saw
0: how sick the humans were, and he got the... He noped on out of there.
3: (laughs) And so God turned all of the monsters into monster girls and sealed them in cards. And so there's been peace in the world ever since. And no one knows where the God is. Peace. She's she's Uh just kind of pissed off. And no one's heard about her for eons. And so the story starts with, like, you're a girl that goes to an academy and get um match- and gets m- matched up to a monster girl and you have powers together and then Are there someone boys gets in my uh not so far
0: really no no men yeah okay
3: uh, so there's girls and monster girls and then my bestie gets possessed and tries to take over the world and so i have to chase after her um mhm And that's kind of the story until the end when she gets unpossessed and dun-dun-dun, plot reveal. And so now I have to go and find all of the fragments of... kafefe. Yeah. All the fragments of kafefe. When I wake them up, I have to beat the snot out of them. And getting all of those fragments together will help me save the world. So the way that this game works is combat takes place on uh, a f- uh, it, it, plants versus zombies. So you have rows, um, only three, and things move one space So forward. it's a lane defense game. Uh, Kind of, actually, yeah. So things move forward one step. I don't know what's playing in the background.
0: No, they can't hear it, so okay. you're
3: fine. Pla- uh, yeah, the, uh, your girls move forward one step at a time. So you take your cards and you play them on the field based on how much mana that you have and you can you get 3 mana every turn but you can get more mana by placing um cards that are the same color in succession and if you do that enough times everything on the board gets special bonuses and you get more mana and then you can summon bigger and scarier monster girls and then you build up that combo and they get more hit points and so if they get to the end of the lane they attack the enemy stronghold and strongholds have usually about three hit points. And so it's kind of a, it's, it's a, it's strategy about when do I want to put down a monster girl? What type of monster girl do I want to put down? Because there's like melee characters and range characters and healing characters and buffing characters. Um, range characters can hit at like two or greater spaces away healers heal and buffers make it so that anybody who's standing in front of them um can attack for two times the damage but they have like super limited mana to do this with and they have like crappy hit points and crappy attack themselves so they're kind of super situational and you have to like guard your fort. So it's like, all right, do I want to place on the top lane, which is totally free? Or do I want to place in the bottom lane where I have to defend against like this oncoming horde? Um, and so that would be fine by itself. And that would be like a super cool game. Except they added like this super perv twist. And so all of the cards are monster girls. And so to level them up, you get rub points rp and then you have to go into this mini game where you turn the vita sideways and you have to like rub the girl and figure out where her favorite spots are (laughs) and when you do there's little hearts that come up and she like squeaks and squeals are we allowed to have this on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) well and here's my favorite part is if you touch the monster girl in the right places often enough (sighs) you will go into an overdrive mode and for for those who have a vita pick it up no turn it sideways put put your thumb on the front and your forefinger on the back and then rub up and down very vigorously
0: oh for goodness sake
3: so this is my wanking
0: game Tully your husband wants a vita now <laughs> I think I think she passed out from shock No
2: no I was like I'm just trying to pro- process this like <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, it can take a while.
3: If you rub the girl successfully, her stats will increase and she will lose more clothes.
0: (laughs) Oh for goodness sake. Realism.
3: (laughs) Very real. Why do they lose
0: more clothing? Do they actually get naked? How bad is this game? Is it censored?
3: Um, so it is slightly censored. Slightly censored to the Japanese version. Slightly censored. So there are some girls where a little bit of their bits are covered up
0: a little bit of their bits. Um, well, well stated, Anna. Because
3: mm-hmm. they look underage. So, we'll hang on. Chris, can you see that? Yeah. That's about as nude as they get.
0: Okay, that's not much clothing. That's yeah. like the sun. So this, this It's girl like the swimsuits has, in Final Fantasy 14. Yeah,
3: this girl has kind of a couple of strings over her breasts and a little triangle over her um <laughs> Yeah.
2: Is this game digital only? Uh,
3: I'm pretty sure it is.
2: Okay. There's actually That's been
3: why- there's actually been two sequels to this. Um, one came out a while ago, and then a second one was just announced this week. And Gaijin was like, "Do we cover this?" And everybody in the channel was like, Ugh. "Ew,
0: we should cover it with like a burlap sack and like <laughs> not look at it."
3: Uh, I mean, we have covered worse games than this. We accidentally covered like... Uh, is it a good game, Anna? I am having a ton of fun. Mm. I love the battles. They're super strategic. I feel like my only complaint in terms of the complexity of battle is that it took until Chapter 6 for them to really ramp up the difficulty. And so it was a little too easy before that. And I think it's good that they ease people into the combat system because it is... Um, it has a lot of gears that run while you're in combat that you have to kind of learn the ins and outs of. But eventually I got stuck in Chapter 6 on a battle that I couldn't beat and realized that I had kind of just thrown together my deck any way that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so I went back and I rebuilt a deck that was um, yellow and green cards only so that I could combo them together. And then I focused mostly on range units and healers. So I have no buffers at all in that deck, which is good and bad. Hmm. Because as you rub the cards and level them up and nudie them, they also get abilities. So I have some cards that they regenerate hit points every turn. I have some cards that regenerate mana every turn. Um, there are cards that increase your player mana. There are cards that increase the that decrease the opponent's mana um so and um the people the the cards that are the buffers are always the one basically always the ones that have negative um debuffs for the enemy. so I don't have any sort of debuffs that I can cast on the enemy to like lower their mana or lower their hit points or affect their character in some way. So that's kind of the weakness of my deck. And then I have another deck that is all dragons of all different colors. And the idea is, is um, when you play down a card, if you have a second card that is of the same monster type, you can combine them together and then they get a combined pool of hit points and attack and mana. So what I typically do is in my main deck, all of my healers are fairies. And so if I have like a really powerful ranger melee unit and I have a healer that stands behind them and heals them, if the healer runs out of mana, I combo it together with another healer of the same type and then their mana regenerates. And then they can keep going across the map and smacking things. So yeah, I... The story is super lighthearted. The localization is super inconsistent. So there's like a bunch of spelling errors and tense errors and like missing punctuation and missing spacing in the main story. And yet every time you run into an enemy, they say something to you and Every single one of those is localized super well. There's in-jokes, there's colloquialisms, there's Americanisms. They're all really funny. They're all really well done. So to me, it kind of feels like there was two different people on the localization and one was like, English was their native language and they had lots of time to work on it. And then whoever got the signed the main story was like, English as a second language and they didn't have enough time to finish what they were doing and they didn't have good time um, you know, the right amount of time to QA and proof. And it was just like it was. It came out in like 2014 or 2015. So you know, Idea Factory International has definitely improved by there. But it was just weird for me to see that like super duper inconsistency between two different sections of the game. So well, I
2: put this on my PSN wish list how do you to play it on check Steam. out.
3: <clears throat> how do you play it on Steam? Yeah. Um. It doesn't have touch controls.
0: So they don't. The no masturbation game.
3: Oh yeah. You still wank your mouse up and down. Chris just, like, got up from his computer and was like, he's, he's like, I quit. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, Vaughn just made a terrible pun in the chat. He says if there's a tense error, you just need a rubdown.
2: Vaughn. I don't even it. get it. This is a dad joke cast. Do you want me to go up? Do you want me to go up there? I'll go up there and take his keyboard away. Or just put his cat on the keyboard. That usually stops him.
0: I assume there's an uncensored patch for the PC version.
3: Probably. But honestly, there isn't that much that was censored. Like I said, it was mostly just a couple of the girls that look a little underage.
2: Because,
3: mm-hmm. I mean, that's Idea Factory's big thing. is like If they have to censor a game, they don't want to localize it. So the first couple of games that they worked on, they were willing to kind of change a few things here and there. But since like 2015, late twenty fifteen or early twenty sixteen, they have like repeatedly said like if we have to censor a game, we will just not localize it. So that's what I've been playing this week, Kelly. How's your hysteria going?
2: I just got Zav in my party or Zavied in my party, and Zavied is the best person ever. You guys don't know who I'm talking I about, I have no you.
0: idea who you're talking about.
2: Zavid is the wind spirit. And, well, first off, he's shirtless, and he's incredibly hot. Oh, but oh also-
0: him! This, you're talking about Zestir. I'm sorry, I was looking at Monster Mon Piece cards and was so distracted. Um, I didn't follow where you changed you. Yes, I know who Zavid is, because I got to him as well.
2: He is awesome, mm-hmm. and I love all of his dialogue, and... I just want to reach the, to the the TV screen and pet him.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just want to pet him. All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so now this isn't I've Monster got, Mon piece, Kelly. <laughs> I, I know, but that game needs a minigame for that just for feed mm-hmm. because he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But no, um, now that I've got him in my party, I'm enjoying the game significantly more because he kind of brings in a little bit of levity To the party that was kind of missing before. And I am. I want to say I'm about three-fourths. Through the game. Um, Just looking at a walkthrough. I'm seeing that I'm kind of. Slowly starting to make my way. Towards the end. And I want to try and beat it. At least by the next. um, Cast. And the reason why I want to beat it so bad. Is because I picked up. Berseria on the Amazon Prime sale. And I kind of want to play through that, too. Kind of turned it into a double JRPG July, as it were.
0: Mm.
2: But, um... I've been playing that and I've just been playing through Ever Oasis I have not had a whole lot of time to WoW this week because work has just been insane but I got some extra help with work so hopefully next next week I won't be nearly as busy and putting in 9-10 hour days and stuff like that okay
0: that's fun uh, Anna, are you ever going to play one of these Tales games? Maybe. Maybe. I have um, Tales of Hearts R on the Vita. Mm-hmm. Does that count?
3: That, w-
2: that one is a good one. Um, if you're going to play a Tales game, I would recommend either of the Zillia games because I thought that those were really fun. Um, Zillia 2, I must have put in about 120 hours into, and I had to like pretty much make myself... Oh, I was trying to platinum that game, but a lot of the trophies in that are really grindy and monotonous. And at one point I was just like, okay, this is going to take me days to do. I just want to finish the game. But Zillia 2 is awesome. Uh, I like a lot of the classic ones too, but those are really expensive. Um, since your team handheld, Tales of the Abyss is really good on um, 3DS.
3: Um, I had it but I think it was stolen I'll have to look
2: yeah I thought Tales of the I played the PS2 Tales of the Abyss but I've got the 3DS version too and I want, I want to play through it again at some point but the story and battles and stuff were really good in that one
0: does that mean it's time to talk to Jonathan it's my turn. Is it your turn.
1: All right. <laughs> what is old is new again for me. So uh, oh. I'm not going to go over some of the other games I, I play constantly that I talked about last time. But right. uh, differently is Dragon Force on the Saturn. I was, I've was been playing that some. Uh, I played it maybe 12, to 15 years ago-ish. Sometime in college, but I didn't actually have a Saturn at this time. And I was so I was emulating it, and it was kind of so-so. You, you but like now... Dragon Force, don't you, Anna?
3: Yeah, on the Saturn. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that I have put so much time into that
0: game.
2: <laughs> I want yes. a copy of that so bad, but I don't want to bite on the two hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, so I bought one and I tried it a little, and I said, I don't know what the hell is going on in this game, and I stopped playing it. So well, I... and I think
3: our Saturn doesn't save if we. It does. Turn
0: it off. No, if we put the new battery in it, it does. Oh, that's why yeah. I have a drawer full of Saturn batteries. Huh, okay.
1: Yeah, it takes about it, it's really easy to switch, but you have to turn your Saturn on and run it every so often, or you'll drain that battery after about a year or, or less. Yep. Yep. So, just turning it on for a little bit will keep it going, though. Huh. Uh, okay, car yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a um. A little bit of a learning curve to tr- to get started, so I think it would put some people off right away. But I think once you start getting it down, it's not so bad, and it's really uh, it'll sink you in and it really gives you a hook. So I like the old videos and the um, little anime cutscenes and all that. And you get to choose one of I think eight different rulers. I chose the one in the northeast, the, the like the Dark Knight girl. I can't remember her name right now. Okay, which I, which I should. Anime know I'm talking about.
3: I I know them all, but I couldn't tell you any of their names.
1: Yeah, I forget the names. What's like there's the, beast
3: the, guy and night girl and like yeah samurai guy and then crazy white girl and crazy
1: white the, girl mm-hmm. the mage girl on the east coast. No, and then the...
3: she's not crazy white girl because she's white. She's crazy white girl because she wears white and she is crazy. <laughs> okay.
1: So you, you you basically try to unify all the other eight heroes, and then you go and you you fight the the end boss. And so Spoilers. I've I've gotten like two heroes now. So I've played probably five or six, seven hours maybe. I need to play some more. Yeah. But it's one of those where you just can't get on it and play like fifteen or twenty minutes. You gotta you get on it and play like a few hours.
2: Yeah.
1: I suppose you could play shorter, but I always get sucked in. So.
3: Well and.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so if you beat the game I think it's at least once Is right? it a
0: narrative game or is it just like get through a campaign
1: and it's more strategy focused
3: uh, Both. Yes. Oh,
0: Okay.
1: It's probably heavier on the strategy side but there's narrative stuff uh, during like set after certain turns or certain actions that you do it triggers events which affect the game but it's a lot of it's strategy. You get your little battle. So learning all the different, uh, the strategies, what it's kind of paper, rock, scissors with a lot of the troops. Um, it's a little more involved than that, of course, but, uh, how the battles go and it's mostly automated, but you, you give your, uh, your leader gives them commands. And then if you both run out of your troops, you go into a duel and the, the the winner of the duel goes on and, and then you move around on the little, it's not a grid, but a, uh, little paths like a lane from node to node yeah yeah right and you take out uh other little castles and and move along so it's it's a really well loved game it is harder to find i think complete copies are around like 120 ish right now
3: <laughs> no so. it's a little higher than that 120 bucks is
0: like a you disc. should look it up in and they might have gone down
1: uh, no, that's how much they were, right. They were about eighty to ninety for a while up until a few years ago. and then now I think that's where they were. Let me see. I think I looked this up recently.
2: Can
0: I get a price check on Dragon Force? Price I'm check looking. on Dragon Force. Isle ten.
2: Hey, if you know Japanese and you have a modded system, the Japanese version goes for dirt cheap. Yeah, it's like twenty bucks.
1: Okay, Dragon Force is complete. Is running about one hundred and fifty right
2: now. Okay,
3: it was really high for a while.
1: Weird. The ones that have really shot up, Magic Net Ray Earth, is like four or five hundred dollars now.
3: Yep, because it came out at the very end of the. Um, psycho of the Saturn and the Japanese version is really buggy and the North American version fixed most of the bugs.
1: Hmm. I'm glad to have gotten my copy when I did. Otherwise I would not have bought it at that price. <laughs> and then obviously Pandora Jagoon Saga is up there but it's been up there for a little while.
2: I have that. Yeah, It's the a one weird that...
0: looking game too. But...
2: The one that I'm grateful that I picked up was Shining Force 3.
1: Yep. I, have I got seen that, that.
0: I chose not to buy that because we don't have the other two parts.
1: You don't really need to. Each one's its own campaign.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's like the first, the, the, the scenario that was released here actually has a beginning and an end. And then the second scenario is with one of the others, three main characters. And it's like the other character doing the same timeline, but from his perspective.
2: Oh, okay. and, and there's fan translations for the other mm-hmm. two parts
1: now. Yep, there are the shining well, I mean, if I'm just going to emulate it, that's totally different, right? Well, you don't have to emulate it. You can get a. You could actually own the Japanese copy, and then burn the ISO, and then patch the ISO, and then sorry, rip the the ISO, patch it, patch and then burn it on then the, the it? disk.
0: Oh, yep. Cool. Works well. All right.
1: Maybe and uh, will there, try that. It's they're awesome games. And Are there uh, yeah, is there an, imp- retranslation project?
0: Did they retranslate mm-hmm. the American one too or did they just yes, like that one's good? Yes, they did. Okay,
1: that's what I did. They figured. did retranslate that one. Mm-hmm. So just
0: buy all three in Japanese.
1: Good. <laughs> yeah. And it, that'll cheaper. help you uh, you know some people, you know, I I you guys mentioned before about the piracy and emulation and ROM so you could feel good about yourself buying owning the real copy and then just patching that. So
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, scen- uh, scenario three at the top of eBay right now is going for twenty bucks.
1: Yeah,
2: I need to get these.
1: They are awesome. I actually haven't played the other scenarios. I've only played the first one.
2: No, yeah, I have me the other too. Ones
1: patched on on disc. I probably need to make new ones because they're a bit dated. I'd rather have a newer patch. But anyway. Um so that's my dragon force experience so far i definitely like the game and uh, recommend it uh the other one i'm i started playing it yesterday in fact was uh, diablo 3 the necromancer
2: the little mini expansion
1: thing i guess you want to call it an expansion i don't know but he's pretty powerful i love the necromancer off diablo 2 so the necromancer of Diablo 2 is kind of like the witch doctor now, in Diablo 3. Yeah, so this necromancer is a little bit different. You don't You do have like static skeletons that can follow you around if you pick that, or a, a golem, you still have your bone spears as a, as a skill. You also have this big, uh, like uh, AoE aura that explodes around you if you want that. Uh, co- corpse explosions are pretty nice. You can teleport, uh, at the cost of life, which is interesting. And then there's, like, these little bone spikes, and then you also have a scythe attack, which I think is kind of weak. It's like a frontal uh, melee attack, which I don't like. So you can really just stand back and let your stuff destroy stuff for you while you shoot bombs and, and blow up corpses and, and suck corpses' lives. So it's pretty I'm pretty fast-paced with him. I got lucky. I got a helmet that doubles the effect of any um, gems that I have in it. And then it's also double XP weekend this weekend And so I put A XP gym in the helmet So I get double XP From the helmet's ability plus the Double XP weekend and I finished act one at level 50
2: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes I'm level 50 and I finished act one last night That's how fat I was getting levels like every like minute and a half Two, three minutes, something like does that the, Does the
0: double XP apply to Paragon too?
1: Mm, I think so mm but Paragon itself is you know a is less percentage of normal XP but I think it applies to everything Ooh. so or it's a good time to level a new class you haven't played before oh man but I'm blowing through it so i'll be I'll be hitting I'm sure I'll be hitting 70 during act two. But so far, so I mean, I had to restart and upgrade up the difficulty. I think I'm on the third or fourth one. I started it like the master or expert or whatever just because I hadn't played in at least a year and I didn't know the Necromancer class, so I wanted to get a little familiar with them, but it's just like, it's cake. So, I'm just destroying things as I go by, so I'm going to ramp up the difficulty a bit. But overall, uh, I think it's a fun class and there's several different ways you can, like most classes, uh, different ways you can approach it and play it. So, it offers some uh, variability. I'm already finding out, you know, which skills I prefer and uh, seeing some really nasty um, synergies with some of the different skills and, and abilities. So, so far, so good. To see how long I can take it before I get burned on it, but I was hooked again. And then another game I haven't really played it recently as in like the last few weeks but i guess earlier in the year a game i sunk a lot of time into is seven days to die and it's like a survival um one of those little survival games with zombies and stuff yeah and it it is kind of rpg-ish because you do level your guy up and you you get skills and, and whatnot so in that aspect it is a lot of has a lot of rpg elements but they just released a new uh build which is a ton of new content and new weapons and uh, fixed a lot of bugs and did a lot of things and so I would not be surprised if I jump into that here with some friends the next couple of weeks and it's uh, it's like I, I heard it's minecraftish with a lot of zombies and a zombie survival aspect of it but you it's fun building a base and, and a place to, to hide every seven day there's always zombies around and they, they'll fight you but every seven days, uh, a horde comes, and you got to try to survive the horde. And uh, my wife likes to play it too, so it's something we get to play together and have a lot of fun on. So I'll probably jump in on that here soon. And it's uh, not too expensive for other people if they want to check it out. It's it's not it's in early access, so it's definitely yeah. not. Uh, you're you're gonna find your bugs and your frustrations at times, but it's a pretty fun game. But that's all I have been playing.
0: So you're not playing much uh, PUBG?
1: Oh, I have. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, I just didn't want to say, hey, I'm playing more PUBG again.
0: I'm just wondering how how you're doing in that.
1: Oh, I've... Let's see. I've been playing since the beta, even. I'm going to look at my Steam. I've played 301 hours of PUBG. (laughs) How many wins have you gotten? I'd have to go back Any? and look. They reset it. Oh, I've had several. Oh, you've had several? Uh, I've had, okay, cool. I've, I haven't had a solo win, but I don't play solo very often. Mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten second like a couple times. Oh, one time I was a moron. My brother's waiting for me to finish. And uh, I had a little ghillie suit. And the guy had no idea where I was. I was going to kill him. So I was throwing a grenade at it. It was just me and the other guy left. And I just killed a few people that ran by me. I had a suppressed ump nine and I was destroying him. And just laying in the grass with my ghillie suit. And then I knew where he was. He didn't know where I was. He was looking around. I was getting a grenade to throw it, and it was going to bounce off the tree. So I was trying to move right and move right and didn't realize, and the grenade blew up in my hand and I died. Oh, no! (laughs) My brother was just laughing and laughing his ass off. I love it. And then some other silly stuff happens in the game where I was in a UAZ. It's a Jeep type vehicle with a couple guys or maybe i was in the uh, the car and my brother was driving in the uaz he runs into the car and it smashes the car between the jeep and like a building obstacle and uh, we have this on youtube too i can show you the link later okay it's it's hilarious but it makes the car just like slingshot fire like 300 feet in the air and just go <laughs> flying lands in a field and blows up and we all die excellent yeah, it was. We had all we were all geared up and we were ready for in-game and everything. And it sucks, but it was hilarious. I'll share that with you. But yeah, PUBG is a lot of fun. I've uh, that's my pick up and play game. Nice. Right now,
0: I love it. <sighs> is that everything we've been playing? playing? I think it is. All right, is it news time? <gasps> news time. All right. All right. What is our news, Anna?
3: We got DLC for Neo. So Neo. this is the second DLC, Defiant Honor, um, and it will be available on July 25th, 2017. It will take players to the snow-covered Osaka Castle. Um it continues the previous DLC, Dragon of the North, and uh, they they are continuing to trail the Mysterious Target as rival clans prepare for battle. So if you like Neo, more stuff for you to play. Um, yummy Yummy Tommy has announced the North American release date for Fallen Legion has been moved up! Um, so both will now be available on July 18th.
0: Yeah, that's I had to put that into our release date list yep. today.
3: So
1: one of the few times you ever see something move up.
3: Yeah, it happens, but it is pretty rare.
0: You know what I like about this game is like the Vita version and the PS4 version have different subtitles to help keep them separate.
3: Isn't this the one where the guess it's two different, different games, versions... Right? Yeah, yeah, the two different versions are... Um, the stories are different. They're from two different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you pre order the PlayStation 4 version, you will get a digital code for the Vita version as well. Ooh. So, this one might be interesting. This might be one that me and you will have to play together where I play the Vita version and you play the PS4 version.
0: Oh, you think? Yeah. Yeah, I Wouldn't don't know. that be we'll fun. We'll get around to that. All
3: right. Um, Strange Journey Redux now has a Japanese release date. It's October 25th, 2017. Um, and just a reminder that this is confirmed to come out in North America and Europe in quote-unquote early 2018. All right. XCOM 2 War of the Chosen has now has an official release date. It will come out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One on August 19th, 2017.
1: I am excited.
0: It's a $40 game.
1: It's almost like a full game, though. Is it a standalone or do you need the original? It, it, you need the original but when they're describing it it, it almost became xcom 3. huh that's okay. how big it is
0: All right. i thought the next place they're supposed to go is underwater given the ending scenes of xcom 2.
1: Hmm. well I, I just meant content wise they they made some comment like that it could almost be like xcom 3 or something
3: All right. All right. so compile heart um announced two new titles um, the first one is called Tokyo Clan Pool, which is a PS Vita game coming out in Japan on October 5th, 2017. No Western date announced this time. Um, this is basically um, a mysterious upside down city appears over Tokyo with a large tower that connects the two. Um, the Tokyo, The world government collapses as monsters flow out of the tower. However, a group of girls... Um, suddenly come down with special powers to help them fight the monsters and a new organization is formed consisting of the battle prime minister and her cabinet.
0: Anna this game has nudity it looks like.
3: Um it has a magical lot of girl transformations. Yeah, it has a lot of peaky. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Um the second one uh that they talked about it was Death and Request, which we've talked about before. Um, they finally put out a sort of a first trailer for it. Um, what was that in? Trailer. Okay. It's kind of set in the near future and so this is like Dot .hack where it's like it's a game inside of a game and someone emails you and is like help, I'm trapped inside the game so you have to figure out what the heck is going on. Oh, okay. um, it is coming for the PlayStation 4. No release date in Japan or North America at this time. So, that's what they've been up to. Um, oh, so this I'm kind of excited about. All right, so um, the the brownie brown people and some of the former um, people that worked on the Mana series uh, made Brownies Incorporated, and they made this game called Eglia: Legend of the Red Cap, and it was it only came out in Japan. And then this week they finally announced. It's coming to the West for iOS and Android.
0: Let me hatch you a story, it says.
3: Yes. So you, have Oh my to... God, this
2: looks so cute.
3: Isn't it adorable? And the voice acting is really good. The script looks really good. So I am stoked for this. So I believe it's coming out in August, but I don't think we have a firm
0: date beyond that. So we know how this works, what it's like.
3: Yeah, there's two videos. Oh, sorry, there's two trailers mm-hmm. in our story about it, and one of them kind of goes over how the gameplay works and how like the growing mechanism works, and then um, the second trailer goes over um, the art and the localization and the music.
0: Hmm. So, is this like Secret oh, of Mana or?
3: Yeah, it's it's Legend of Mana.
0: Oh, Legend of Mana.
3: Yeah, so the, the whole let me hatch you a story is because you get eggs and you plop them down. Wait, and then wait, you go to wait, that new Anna, land that, the Anna, egg that hatches from the egg. If you
0: haven't watched this video, combat is hexagon based with dice rolls. Yeah. That is not Legend of Mana. No, no,
3: I'm sorry. The world building is Legend of Mana. Okay. So you get an egg and you plop it down and you hatch it. And then there's a new
0: land for you to explore. All right.
2: I love hyper colorful cute RPGs like this.
0: Well, and you have to evolve your monsters, it looks like.
2: Yep. Oh, so, you're going to play
3: this, aren't you? Oh, I'm going to play the crap you're out of this. You're going to play the hell out of this. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play a lot of this. It's uh-huh. funny. I was actually thinking about going back and replaying Legend of Mana. hmm
2: I know. I've had the same thought lately. I've got it on the Vita.
3: <laughs> Too funny. No. All right, so this may scratch my itch, and if no. I don't like it, then I'll just go back and play Legend of Mana. Don't
0: don't play Legend of Mana, I guess.
3: All right. Um, two Worlds 2, Call of the Tenebrae expansion, is available now. It is a standalone title and takes about 20 hours to complete. Um, 15 bucks.
0: The, the, yeah, which is like, remember, this is a game that came out in 2011, and it just got a new expansion. Surprise! All right? Yeah. I just want to point Surprise. that out again. It's, it's very
3: evergreen. <laughs>
0: Which I guess is because they're working on a new game too, right? I guess mm, it's the idea. I'm not sure. I re- right, thought I remember this, that.
2: Wasn't this the game that Manny was really into? Uh,
0: probably. Uh-huh. That's right.
3: All right. The CEO of Level 5. So, looks like you kill um, a lot of
0: rat men in put this Put out a
3: video that was like, hey guys, um, we totally need more time to work on Nino Kuni too. So instead so we're of we're gonna
0: do that. So we're gonna <laughs> totally do that.
3: So the game for both PS4 and PC has been delayed until January 2018. Um, also, there was, I guess some confusion about um, a, a an interview that was translated incorrectly, and it seemed to imply that the game would have multiplayer in it. Um as opposed to online features and so they took some time to clarify that as well. And we played it at 83 three, so go read our impression.
0: Ooh. Can I go back to Two Worlds Two for just a second? Yeah, okay. You can buy that expansion at you know, as a ten dollar expansion for your two worlds two copy that you have sitting in your Steam library. <laughs> or you can buy it as a standalone game.
3: For fifteen.
0: Yeah. And they're like, you should be an experienced RPG player if you're going to do it this way, but you don't need anything <laughs> else. You can just go right into it. So it is separate if you want it, but if you have all the old crap, then you then you could just buy it as a as an expansion. So I'll just say
1: that. I haven't played these, but I've always just heard of them as being fairly cheap Elder Scrolls ripoffs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, but like, they have a pirate expansion. Pirates of the Flying. So it's been on my list. Like, I should totally do this. And, like, I never have even gotten close to... (sighs) You can Uh, buy a season pass for Two Worlds too. I love that. I wonder if that... Was that new or was that, like... Did they release that a billion years ago? No, June 15th they put out the season pass. And that has all their uh, digital... You know what? Just... Never mind. (laughs) Buy the expansion if you want to try it out. I'm still amazed by this. I'm sorry. Uh, What else is new, Anna? Uh, Masquerada Song in Shadows
3: has a console release date. Yay! Yay. So this is already available on PC via Steam. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you prefer to play it on the PlayStation 4 or Xbox, you can do so starting August 8th, 2017. So you should talk about this EVE Online story, Chris, because I don't get it.
0: I put it in here. So, EVE Online, which is an MMORPG set in space, where you can do all the economy building, um, you know, spreadsheets in space, that's basically what EVE is, uh, in this game now, they have added, uh, what they are calling Project Discovery. So, it is a mini-game that they've added into, uh, EVE Online, and as soon as you're done with the character creation process, you can jump right into this, um you get <laughs> this is so weird you get measurements of life presented as graphs called light curves and they show the luminosity of a star and you find places where the curve dips regularly and you can identify possible new worlds in real life like so this mini game is using people to kind of analyze data that they've been collecting with like their space telescopes and stuff or whatever they're using to to collect this light data and by finding um where the light dips, you kind of the idea is you're finding a place where a planet has moved in the place of a star. And so they're using um, people to find these light dips that, that they can uh, see, take, uh, okay, so where was that data from? Okay, now let's take a closer look at that with more telescope time and try to see if we see this light dip happen on a regular basis. And oh my gosh, now we know that there's a planet out there. Um, so that, that's kind of the idea. And so that they are using, they're basically farming out to the players of Eve online to, fi- uh, Eve online to find real planets in space that I don't know what we're, what we're going to do with them once we find them, but you know, it's always cool to find more planets, right? So anyway, so it's like a real science thing. And it's, it's basically you, now you can feel like you're contributing to the expansion of humanity into space by playing Eve online. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and you will get uh, in-game rewards by the way for playing this mini-game. you'll get um, Plex and Isk so uh, yeah there you go and you're, you're contributing to science Anna science science she blinded me with science so what's our next story
3: um we don't cover this but Jotun Von Hall edition is free on Steam and
0: GOG this weekend it's an RPG Not we should really. cover it
3: yeah no it's have you played it because I have
0: Oh, you've played Jotun? Yeah.
3: Where? At PAX.
0: Oh. Well, it says it's role-playing. Yeah, it's not really. It's, it's kind of
1: side-scrolly. Like, it's adventure Yeah, it? it's okay.
3: more of an adventure game than an RPG. So I have some news that didn't make it into the spreadsheet, but okay. I will put it in. Um, GameStop put up a SNES Classic Edition page. You can't pre-order it yet, but it's progress. Um, there was a very interesting thing that... that um, th- so... There was a press release that got put out a couple of days ago about Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and uh, up until and and including E3 uh, Nintendo was insisting that this was still a 2017 title so but here's the press release that came out this week coming to Nintendo Switch this winter
0: for what? Xenoblade Chronicles? Xenoblade
3: Chronicles 2 is an epic RPG set amidst the endless ocean of clouds.
0: So they're going to release it like a couple days before Christmas?
3: No, I think it's next year. Okay. I, I think that they're setting us up for the expectation that it's going to be next year. Okay. Um. Also, so here's a really weird one for you. The OG Nintendo 3DS and the new 3DS have been discontinued in Japan... And Europe, and I know that your question is going to be so
0: the 3DS XL and the new 2DS XL. So the new 3DS XL, the 2DS, and the 2DS XL will be
3: the three systems available for sale. So, but you're probably noticing that I didn't discuss a specific territory.
0: Europe and America.
3: Um, So the new 3DS and the 3DS are being discontinued in Japan and Europe.
0: Oh, and Europe, but not here.
3: You want to know why? Why? Because it, the OG 3DS was already discontinued here and the new 3DS was a limited edition release. What? Yep. <laughs> what? Yep.
1: Yeah, they mostly only I sold the new 3DS XLs.
3: Yep. The The announcement of the new 3DS in Japan being discontinued does not affect Nintendo of America territories as this model in question was only sold in limited quantities as special offerings. Please note there are no changes to the sales status of the new Nintendo 3DS XL, Nintendo 2DS, new Nintendo 2DS XL, which launches July 28th. So yeah, we're down to three versions instead of
0: six.
2: Can I just say that that new 2DS looks sexy as hell? I kind
0: of want it. Yeah, but it's got floppy screen.
2: Yeah, who
3: cares? So did my OG DS.
0: Yeah, but we've moved past floppy screen. Yeah.
3: Also, here's kind of a random one. So the Seiken Densetsu collection in Japan. Ooh,
0: you said it right. Look at you.
3: Got an update in Japan. So it is now version 1.1. You want to know what they added? Yes. Scans of the original paper manuals that came with the original All
0: right. Yeah.
3: So that was like, I thought that was kind of cool. Anyways, that's all the news that I have.
0: I'm being told that my free play period in Final Fantasy XIV is coming to an end.
3: Um, I didn't know you had a free play period. Me neither.
0: I thought I was subscribed already, so whatever. (sighs) Oh, so I'm supposed to say something now, aren't I? Hi, I'm Chris. We have an editorial block that I'm going to plug. We got some editorials up on um, on the site. I think you should go read them. First off, a Square Enix Mobile interview about Brave Exvius and King's Knight. Go check that out. Mercenary Saga 2 has a review up. Let's see. Did they like it? Anna, did you like it? Anna, did you like it? Anna, did you like it? How
3: many weeks in a row am I going to have to talk about the fact that I played it for like two days and haven't since?
0: Uh, more, I guess, because I don't know. I don't remember you saying that ever. Anna? Anna has forsaken me. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> Revenant Saga has a <laughs> deep look on the site. Go check that out. It's, um. What? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Sam tried to play it and, uh, can't review it because things didn't go well, it looks like. So, uh, go check that out if you want to see some, uh, some. to have some Schadenfreude, I guess. Um, JRPG July is going on right now at RPGamer. Uh, Anna plays, you know, seventeen RPGs for JRPG July. But if you are like most people, you are plotting your way through one or two, and um, you can see kind of some of the staff updates on uh, on what people have been playing, like Persona Five, everway says Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, and Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn. You yeah. wow! Um, I didn't realize I should really contribute to this fourteen stuff. Because I've been playing nothing but 14 this month. I didn't know that counted. All right. And Michael Baker is playing The Alliance Alive, which I've never heard about. Um,
3: Hey, remember that crappy game that I was playing? Um,
0: uh, Shoot. Nope. Damn it. So this is a classic RPG for the 3DS. must be Japanese only.
3: It is right now. It's it's um. Uh, it's
0: food Yeah, food and it's is the studio. Shoot,
3: what did they make last year? It I do like Legacy of Legend, Legend, Legend of Legacy. Thank you. Yeah, so it's the same team that did that, and it sounds so much better than Legend of Legacy in okay. every way. All right. But I'm sad because Legend of Legacy did terrible, so this is probably not going to get localized. Even though it's a better game, it is not fair.
0: Okay. I'm sorry for your loss.
2: I liked Legend of Legacy, but I was also punishing myself last year. Why? Well, because that game you have to have a lot of patience for.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, I didn't have the patience. <sighs> These are all trailers. We can skip them.
0: Oh, they are? Oh, yeah, they are. What are they, Anna? Trailers. Okay. So there's trailers for Hakanoa Company, Udawari Rimono, Mask of Truth, and Blue Reflection. Uh, Digimon Cyber Story Hacker Memory got, um, they showed off the combat.
3: Yeah, a trailer.
0: Well, it's a trailer, but it's, like, useful. No? Did you watch it at all? Yeah. How's it different?
3: It's still a trailer.
0: No, I mean, how's the combat different? <laughs> It's got, like, a domination mode. It's weird. There's, like, a a board where you're fighting for control. So, like, totally weird combat thing. I assume this is not, like, the normal battle system, but this is, like, a special thing that you do once in a while. Um, A portion of a domination battle. Yeah. The player has to maneuver on a grid, gaining points for capturing tiles, and uh, the losers are reset to their starting positions. So I don't know how that fits into the story, but... uh, And are you going to play this one? Or are you going to ever go back and finish the first Digimon story? That you have on Vita now?
3: Um, I haven't started it. You you were the one playing it. I
0: know, but are you ever going to go play it?
3: I don't know. I haven't I started you, it.
0: I thought you were into it. So. I
3: haven't started it. I know,
0: it. but I thought you wanted to.
3: I wouldn't mind watching you play it, but okay. it's on my list of games to it play. It puts me to
0: sleep when I play it. <sighs> Maybe because I start trying to max out my Digimons and like do grindy strategies to do that. Mons. Yo-Kai Watch 2 Psychic Specters is coming to Europe
3: just like it's coming in north america okay so it sounds like it's coming to europe first uh. so i think we're not getting it until like november and they're getting it in the
0: autumn um we're getting in the fall and they are also getting it in the fall oh okay Maybe uh, fall versus autumn so if there's a difference there no they're i don't think so synonyms. last i checked they're the same <laughs> uh we've got an indie update on the site uh garden tale is this a farming game anna
3: um
0: it's a 2.5D simulation RPG planned for release by Playism. It's uh, from Bonyun Games. And uh, you... F- oh, it's turn-based strategy combat where you're defending the Garden Kingdom from the, inv- Im- excuse me, the invasion of the Zoo Empire. So you're defending plants from monsters? I don't even understand this.
3: I watched the trailer for it and I still don't understand it.
0: And it looks like there's kitty cats that come and try and attack your plants. I think... Or something. I don't know. There's a lot of animal people and plant people. So, and it's a TRPG. Anna, this is a game for you.
2: I don't know. I what do, do you mean you, learn you don't more know about it first?
0: Okay. Maybe I'll watch a. one. When's it coming maybe? out? We uh, don't know. It's Japanese. Okay. Yeah.
3: So it's coming to Playism.
0: Yeah. Oh, so it'll we'll probably actually get to play it. If I get through Playism's Cloudflare.
3: Oh, it's coming to Steam.
0: Yeah, Steam as well. Hmm. Coming soon, it says on Steam.
3: Yeah, so no date yet. Yeah, and
0: it's in English, it looks like. So okay. coming soon. Simulation RPG. Which oh, is, yeah. What does so, that mean instead of strategy RPG?
3: Um, It's kind of like all of the things you have with you. Those bunions yep. act like um, printies. Oh. So they blow up. Okay. And that chains other things. So you're throwing onions
0: up. at people. Got it. Yeah, Check. it's weird. All right. Next indie game is Robothorium. It's a, t- a, a tactical RPG, Anna. <laughs> if only there were more of those for you. Uh, this is for PC, Mac, and Linux, so you're not interested, even though you have a new laptop. Uh-huh. Uh, you have a new laptop, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's nice. Your new laptop might be better than my computer. <laughs> your, le- your new laptop's pretty awesome. You have a VR-capable laptop. We need yeah. to start breaking out the, la- the VR in the living room and come back to the podcast with VR impressions
3: yeah for the one rpg that's out on it hey
0: well how about some of the other games we could play some of the other games i want to play job simulator with you um planned release of mid 2018 robothorium puts players in the roles of an ai named sia not the music lady as they lead a robot uprising what anna do you want to lead a robot uprising in a trpg
3: um aren't i already doing that detroit next year
0: oh yeah you might be um so, the combat is actually side-viewed... Oh, this is not your style of game, Anna. Nope. This is totally not your style of game. Never mind. Go check out the video, see if you're into it. Um, Chemco has put out two e- recent English releases. Oh, this is spoiling my new release thing. Uh, first game is Antiquia Lost. It's available for PC, Mac, and Linux for 10 bucks. Uh, uh The game follows a young man's journey to the capital with a girl made of slime. Yes, that is the description... That is in our article i i make no question i'm not i'm not going into this it's like your monster muso game anime anna oh she left me all right
3: oh yeah the slime girl that swallows everything yeah or absorbs everything whatever she doesn't wear clothes
0: of course not uh there's another oh that's loud all right, we're not going to go to that page. Uh, As Divine Cross, which is actually now out for Nintendo 3DS, is 10 bucks, and it is a... It's like the,
3: the sequel to As Divine Hearts, right? It's the
0: latest entry in the As Divine series, following yeah. As Divine Hearts and As Divine Hearts 2. So, I don't know if these are any good. Their um,
3: translations are going to be garbage, because they're from Chemco.
0: Is it from, directly from Chemco in this yeah. case, even though it's on 3DS? Yeah. Uh Okay. When
3: when they use like people like Nicholas or Natsume, the translations are fine. But when they put them out by themselves, it's like, bleh. Well, maybe they got better. No, they haven't gotten better. Remember, Mercenaries th- Saga 3 is worse than Mercenaries Sagas 2 in terms of translation.
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm reading... This is the one place in Tenebrant where my master... This translation looks okay. Maybe it's just not interesting. I don't know. The trailer translation seems Okay. Maybe I'm missing something. Tell me if you like Asmine Cross on your 3DS. I'm assuming it's cheap enough that you might just give it a shot. Uh, if not, that's fine. What is going on in this? Oh, all right. Uh, let's see. Devoid of Shadows. That is a uh, game for PC. It's out on Steam for $18. This is a game, It's an action RPG with roguelike elements and crafting, featuring 21 levels each with their own quests. It's set in the vampire kingdom of Galadon where the player is one of the heirs to the kingdom. So, or so it says. So man, so many Oh, this is a big old 3d action RPG thing. So think, um, 3d behind the over the shoulder camera, Diablo style combat and really stiff looking animations. (laughs) So the menus look a lot better than the actual gameplay from what I'm seeing in this trailer here, but there's cool little rat guys that he's killing right now. So I don't know. Check it out. See, uh, um, sadly, I think Two Worlds 2 might look better. <laughs> Ooh, Zay. Uh, Tower of Time! Next game, uh, upcoming debut RPG from Polish studio Event Horizon. It's, uh, now on Steam Early Access for 15 bucks. Sets place in the devastated world of Artara. Um, you have a party of f- four people out of a total seven available classes. Um, you get choice in player growth and... A story with no place for black and white morality. So a lot of gray choices. So think Witcher, I guess. Uh, let's see what this looks like. This is... Oh, that's the music button. Uh, oh, looks nice. Guy running around with a torch. And... All right, this is early access, so we're probably not going to see much here. Um, and we've got environmental puzzles that matter. And... Okay, cool. This so reminds me of a game I played at like E3, So, but I think that was a different game. All right. Anyway, so there's your uh, there's your tower time, and that wraps us up. No Kickstarters this week, Anna. What's up with that? How did we get through a week without a Kickstarter? Thank God. They're probably out there, just waiting for us to notice them.
3: All right. We got a ton. What is this? Ton oh, no, of... no, no,
0: no, no. We've got another story.
3: Oh, yeah. The... Final
0: Fantasy 15 is getting Magitek exosuits. Yeah, so
3: this is like... um. They were going to do Sentai suits, and then Bandai Namco was like, mm, Power Rangers. And the Skrarnix was like, nope, we're going to ditch everything that we did and just make new ones.
0: Hmm. Okay, that's dumb that that they did that to them.
3: So here's the way that the Magitek exosuits work. I'd you can rather... equip them for 30 minutes every 24 hours, and while they're equipped, you take no damage.
0: Okay. Um, a little OP. Just a little.
2: All right.
0: It's actually not that great. But I guess if you're going to go fight that giant turtle, it might make it easier. I don't know.
2: That turtle isn't even that hard. It's just uh, more of attrition.
0: Oh, so it won't even help you there. What I would like is uh, just sentai suits that I could just wear just permanently for a while. Like, I want to wear it for like a day or two. Like we are, we're going out in the world and side questing in our Sentai suits or in our, well, our Power Ranger suits. (laughs) All right, Anna, we got feedback, right? We
3: have so much feedback. About what? Well, the question of the week was, what is the game you've sunk the most hours into? Um, Lord Golbez on the forums says, probably Persona 3 FES. I was thinking Persona 5 because that went over 140 hours. But then I remembered that even though the main story in Persona 3 took me a bit less than that, the answer added a nice chunk of time, enough to make it more than Persona 5 for sure. Um, And then he also talks about Final Fantasy 4. The answer
0: is a totally different game. I'm sorry, what?
3: And then he talks about Final Fantasy 4. Oh, okay. He says he used to play the game like once a year
0: ah so he's sunk more cumulative time into it
3: right um budai um from the forum says thank you for the ever oasis chat i'm still thinking about getting it wow was my biggest time sink um non-mmo um and on one playthrough witcher 3 at about 120 hours
1: yeah i have to concur on the wow thing for me it's by far in a way the most time spent in a game
3: Um, The Anime Man says uh, games I've sunk most time into is going to WoW, but that's an MMO. Um, If we talk about um, single-player games, he says Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, or Final Fantasy IV. (laughs) Strawberry Egg says I can't remember the exact number right now, but I've spent over 900 hours on Pokemon White on one save file. But she says some of that might be because she fell asleep with the 3DS open.
0: That happens to me, too.
3: Um, Dupes on the forum said, I enjoyed the Ever Oasis discussion. Playing through it now and really enjoying it. Totally immersive once it gets going. For the question of the week, Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS, 80 hours. Breath of the Wild on Wii U, about 100 hours. I recently got back into RPGs after a hiatus with life getting in the way, so expect that to dominate the rest of 2017. Yay, more RPGs! Jay Scarp on the forum says... Um, oh, man, I guess it would have to be something for my youth. Possible candidates would be Civilization two, Panzer Generals, SimCity 2000, maybe even TIE Fighter or Wing Commander III. Um, NCAA Football 2002 would be another possibility because I played a ton of that in college. A distinct hazard for someone attending a large state school in the South. No RPGs. I got into those much later. Um, Sever and Mira says Final Fantasy 14 or one of the football managers slash out of the park baseball games because I let them half play themselves and they last forever. In terms of a non-infinite game, it would probably be Xenoblade Chronicles or the combined incarnations of Persona 4. So Victor answered, what's the game you've most sunk time into as World of Warcraft just consumed more of my time than any other game. Um, Fantasy Star Online and EverQuest Online were my biggest time sinks before WoW. Um, if we talk about non MMOs, um, Victor spent two hundred and seventy-four hours playing Jewel Quest Solitaire Trio on DS. Um, Dragon Quest Seven on the PlayStation at over two hundred hours. Um, honorable mentions go to puzzles and Puzzle and oh. Dragons and Mario on oh. 3DS. And Unchained Blades, both of which are around the 130-hour mark. Um, Silktail on the forum said, Dragon Quest IX is the first thing that springs to mind because I fell just short of the 1,000-hour accolade by 10 hours by the time they shut down the servers. Um, Silktail also says, My 3DS says, Street Past Meat Plaza is over 1,400 hours. Um, Other comparisons, Bravely Default around 500, and Dragon Quest VII around 460. Um a lot oh right, and non question of the week. Um Elaru on the forum said that there was a game that was discussed that I thought was uh something like my Q, but I haven't been able to find anything about it except for this ah. podcast episode. So I've actually gotten a lot of questions about this um on Twitter and on the forums. So my Q is M E I Q. So big M, little E, little I, big Q. And it is a Vita game that was published, I believe, by Idea Factory International. So for those who have been asking me about my queue, now you can go and get it. All right. So we tweeted out the question of the week. We got a ton of answers. All right. So in terms of what's the game you've sunk the most hours into on Twitter... Um, Jason says, Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, over 400 hours on the PlayStation 1 version. and I'm sorry, 200... I still
0: just hear Let Us Clings Together. It's just, I can't <laughs> handle.
3: <laughs> and 220 hours on the PSP remake. Oh, this and guy.
1: In... I love this guy. It's like my favorite game. Um,
3: he's also played another dozen hours on the Saturn, um, Japanese PlayStation, and Super Famicom versions, just to mess with them um shaman says pokemon x and y 1100 hours combined so he beat x with every type of pokemon um adrian says world of warcraft um chris says on a single playthrough probably dragon quest 9 but overall final fantasy 4 um, jonathan tells us fantasy star online thousands of hours no contest Um, Trent says without a doubt Chrono Cross I've played it maybe eight times Uh, Matthew says Final Fantasy Fantasy 10 Platinum Trophy Run (laughs) Joe says I'm about to date myself here but it was Dark Wizard on the Sega CD to get all four endings because we didn't have YouTube back then (laughs) oh wow
1: (laughs) that's obscure I love Dark Wizard too
3: Alright, so Stu says Mountain Blade Warband um, right. Pat says World of Warcraft uh, Matt says Probably Chrono Trigger, I buy that game On every release and fall back into it Over and over um, Carabyte says I have put An unholy amount of time Into Dark Souls, particularly 1 in 3 And Demon Souls um, Hill says Killing Floor 2,500 hours and counting. Holy cow. Mm. Um, Mina tweeted us and said, birth by sleep, but that was mostly because I only had a PSP and a few games for a while. Maybe Layton as a series? Um, Nick tweeted us and said on a single playthrough, be The Witcher 3 with over 300 hours, over multiple playthroughs, Final Fantasy Tactics, or Xenogears. And here's someone else that also says... Um, Azure says, I put hundreds of hours into tactics over PS Vita. Best game ever. Um, Whoop says, Disgaea 3 on PS3. At least 400 hours played. Final Fantasy 14 and Animal Crossing are probably over 200 hours each. Neko says, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. I've easily played all the way through 10 times. Um, Woot says, "Much as I hate to give it to a mobile game, I've played Final Fantasy Record Keeper daily Ugh. since
0: March of 2015. March
3: of 2015. Wow,
0: That's when it came out.
3: Yep. Others include um, DDR, Final Fantasy 14, Tactics Ogre, Pokemon Red, and Disgaea." Um, Jared tweeted us and said, "Civ 5. If we're not talking about RPGs, if we are, Final Fantasy 7 Just from playing it so many times." Um, Fairy Orc said Heart Gold at over 200 hours during Warrior 7 at about 100. And man, that I hate it. Oh, to be young again with that much free time. <laughs> Pete tweeted us and said, let's be real, everyone. It's Candy Crush.
0: Oh, boo.
3: <laughs> Truthfully, it's mo- most likely Final Fantasy 4 for me. I just love that game. Rydia was my childhood love. Um, Joseph tweeted us and said, Destiny by a long shot. Robert says, Pokemon Diamond. Got into the competitive scene with that game and spent more time than I care to admit team building. Then says, Civilization 2. And last but not least, Matt says, probably Pokemon Red. I put hundreds of hours into it as a kid and then beat it three more times on the 3DS virtual console last year. So thank everybody who answered our tweet. We promise we'll have it on Facebook next week if Facebook doesn't take a giant turd again.
0: Doesn't seem like we need it.
3: so Tyler emailed us and said hey RPG cast I've recently been struggling with finding a career path that I want to go down and whatever I've tried hasn't worked out in my favor but I'm persisting so they came
0: to us (laughs) but I'm still
3: persisting that things will work out I'm finding that in writing these emails I really enjoy writing about games and my experiences with them yay we like sharing All right, yeah I want to thank you all for the content you folks provide. And Sunday is my favorite day of the week since ninth grade. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Um, Because it means a new episode. Yay.
0: Oh, no. That's too much pressure for me to handle.
3: (laughs) So he has a question that's related to the previous times that he's emailed us. So he was the one who posed our question of the week last week. And he's going to pose our question of the week this week, too.
0: Oh, I like this.
3: So here's our question of the week. What are some games, RPG or not, that have helped you through hard times? Um, Tyler says, mine would have to be Legend of Mana. I remember receiving the game from my mom's co-worker because her husband hated it. But there was something about the art style and atmosphere of that broken world that you and the player are trying to put back together. When I didn't have control of the world around me and how things fell into place, Legend of Mana gave me that control. I got to... Uh, decide how the world was built and uh, how those choices affected the characters populating the world. It's odd, but whenever I go for a hike or whenever I just go for a walk in nature, the soundtrack of the game kind of plays in my head. It's a beautiful soundtrack that I think goes very underappreciated. The characters are so memorable, only in a mana game will you meet a martial arts rabbit merchant. Even though the game is pretty much a patched together mess of poorly executed ideas, because I played it at such a young age, it left a lasting impression. So what are your picks? Much love from Tyler.
2: Well, um, I know that when my dad passed away in 2013, that I had bendered. Final Fantasy 14 trying to get through that story because I had just bought that game when it happened and that was like literally the only thing that kind of kept my mind off of it. Um, As for like kind of my sad what I play when I'm down in general, usually either WoW or I try to pop in something really lighthearted like Harvest Moon.
0: I'm kind of sad that I don't have one of those games that is just like My go-to when I'm feeling down, I'm always like, why don't I just play like the game I'm into right now or an MMO? And that can be like Eve or WoW or anything that's just got a lot of grinding in it that I don't have to think. And I can just kind of shut off and and play repetitively.
3: So I don't know if I have a go-to game, but... I kind of think about Dark Cloud 2 because there was a time where I didn't have anywhere to live. I was couch surfing. I was working three jobs trying to kind of claw myself out of, you know, a crappy situation. Um, but I had Dark Cloud 2. And so I played the crap out of that game. And in fact, I had no internet um, when I finished it. So when I wrote the review, because I was still a reviewer for Gamer at the time, I called Fox and I dictated the review to him and got it posted on the site. That works. Hmm. Yep. So mad props to Fox for being that patient.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm probably in the same boat as Chris. I don't think I have a specific game, but just gaming in general is kind of an escape. So I, I would say since I played so much WoW well over the years, especially during college when you're in those what am I going to do in my 20s type thing? Uh, that was probably a game that gave me a lot of escape, maybe too much at times. <laughs> but, I don't, yeah, I don't really have a, a specific go-to game. It's just I'll just go and play and get away from everything.
0: Yeah, for me, I feel like I'm taking control back by working down my backlog, essentially. Or, yeah, so...
3: I am getting a ton See, of satisfaction from finishing oh. games in my backlog this year.
0: What do you say, Kelly?
2: See, I I really have to watch what kind of media I'm consume. Well, I consume when I'm down in the dumps because, you know, like certain movies, video games, songs, whatever, will just kind of make it worse. So, uh, needless to say, I won't be playing like a Shin Megami Tensei when I'm down in the dumps. What? I have to. I have to deliberately play something that's upbeat and happy, like a mana or a Harvest Moon. That's why Harvest Moon is my usual go-to, just because there isn't depressing moments in Harvest Moon.
3: Sure there are. People die.
2: Wait, people die in Harvest well, I know your grandpa dies, but...
3: No, there are, there are other times that people die in Harvest Moon games.
2: Oh. Like even st- even some of the storylines in Stardew Valley get a little bit deep. I still need to play that. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do
3: I'm, it's coming over for of the Switch. That's what I want to play it on.
2: Mm-hmm. I I'll probably play it again when it comes out on the Switch just to have it portably.
0: not it, Oh, it's not on the Vita. It's coming to the Switch instead, huh? Yep.
3: They've talked about maybe doing a Vita version, but it's kind I thought they canned
0: it as soon as they decided for Switch.
3: No. It's it's always kind of been maybe.
2: Which is a shame because that game screams for touchscreen controls. Hence
0: Switch. Right?
2: You you don't even be able to do touchscreen in the handheld mode, though.
0: Yeah. Isn't that how most people are going to play it?
2: I just thought that most Switch games had to be optimized for that kind of thing.
3: What? Touch
2: screen? No? Yeah. No, no. TV play.
3: No?
0: You can do whatever you want.
3: Yeah, you can do whatever you want. There are games that only run in TV mode. There are games that only run in handheld mode.
2: Oh. I did not know that. One
3: of each. And I think the TV (laughs) one is not available There's a game
0: game. for each. (laughs)
3: And I mean, there are games that you can exclusively play in the handheld mode and take advantage of the touchscreen. But yeah, Vose is the only one that requires handheld mode. I see. All right. Thank you, everybody, for the
0: feedback. Yay, feedback. All right. Now I'm going to tell you, well, you're going to write in this week at podcast.rpgamer.com. You're going to call us at 608-729-4098. And you're going to post on the forums at forums.rpgamer.com. And you're going to answer the question, what game or games got you through a hard time or get you through a hard time? And uh, now I'm going to tell you some new games. Maybe these can help you through your hard time. First off, PlayStation 4 is getting the Area Collector's Edition. So this is like... um, I was reading reviews of area A E R E A for PC. It came out a little while ago. It's a Diablo style game where, um, everything's musically themed and stuff. And you're fighting with, uh, with notes and, uh, you're still shooting an arrow. Um, but it, it looks like a uh, music staff as it comes out. Anyway, um, didn't do too. the reviews are kind of mixed on PC, but here it's finally coming out on, on PS4. And, uh, yeah, I kind of wonder if I should get into that since I like music in Diablo. Uh, Yonder, the Cloud Catcher is coming out. Have you seen this, Anna? Um, I sent you a link for this. This l- you got to look at this.
3: Oh yeah, I did see that.
0: This looks like you're growing things and petting animals and yeah, doing I guess Zelda a lot of comparison stuff. To Stardew Valley,
3: huh? Gets a lot of comparison to it's, Stardew Valley. Um,
0: the comparison that yeah, the quote that's on their page is um, it's like Zelda filtered through Stardew Valley.
2: Yeah. Oh so wow!
0: This, this is for you, good. Anna. You need to look into this. <laughs> this is this is definitely in your wheelhouse potentially, um, is PS4 or PC. It's already is it already on PC? No, it's coming out on PC this week as well. Um, PS4 and PC um, also coming out this week. Fallen Legion we talked about on the PS4 and Vita. And Vita. Three yep. uh, disc gets got. Uh, I guess yesterday or this week. Asvine Cross and Bit Dungeon Cro- Bit Dungeon Plus, which is a port of, I think a PC game. Um, and PC is getting Children of the Zodiacs.
3: Yeah, I think I have it on the calendar because I'm a Packer. Yeah,
0: yep. how are you going to play I'm it though?
3: Um, I forget what I put in my survey. Let's see.
0: So this is a tactical air JRPG
1: You into this, Jonathan?
0: Yeah, I'm getting it on yes. PS4.
1: I didn't kickstart it, but I am. A, I've had it on my Steam wishlist for a while.
0: So Anna, you're not getting this for like ever then.
3: I'm getting the PS4 version.
0: But that's not coming out yet. No. So, nuts. Hmm.
3: Yeah, just the PC. Wait. Is it PC only this week?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and a, my plans are ruined. <laughs> Sorry.
3: No. Children kickstarter game, Children of Zodiacs coming to PS4 in July.
0: Um, yeah, se- July
3: 18th. I okay. believe it is digital only. It's a Square Enix Collective
0: game. Oh,
3: so yeah, it's not um, on PSN yet. Okay, that means they haven't given out review copies. That's all.
0: Oh okay. Um. Okay then. Fine. Go to their website. Do they mention it here? They're
1: probably not. I doing think it, they too. did for they did give out review copies for PC. I believe.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay, then. Yeah. Anna's going to play it Hello on PS4. Hello, dear friends. We yep. here
3: at Cardboard Utopia are thrilled to announce the release date of Children of Zodiacs coming to PS4 and Steam <laughs> on July 18th, 2017.
0: Okay, then. So you're going to play it on PS4? Yeah. Um, but you should also play Yonder. Okay. So I'll try and do both this week, okay? Um,
3: I'm probably going to be...
0: You should do both of those this week.
3: But I need to sexually harass do... half-naked monster No, girls.
0: no, no, you don't. Um, Here's another problem for you, Anna. What? On iOS and Android this week comes out Layton's Mysterious Journey, Catriel <sighs> and the Millionaire's Conspiracy.
3: So my dilemma is, do I get it now on iOS and Android or do I wait for the 3DS? You get
0: it sure? now because it'll be cheaper on iOS and Android. Are you sure? Uh, it probably is. Are you sure? I I can't be sure. I don't know for sure. Thank you. <laughs> but give me a price and then I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> tell me how much it is on iOS. I'll tell you if that's going to be Because ch- you know it's not going to be less than 35 bucks on 3DS. And it's level five, so it'll probably be forty, right?
3: Well, hang on, let me see if it's up on Amazon. Okay, Um, Professor, you're going to tell me
0: that the iOS version is going to be forty bucks? I'm going to laugh at you.
3: Um, Wow, it's not even. Oh, is this the one that got delayed like super long for 3DS? Hang on, what is it called again?
0: Layton's Mystery Journey. Right.
3: Leighton's mystery journey. Mm-hmm. Wow, there is n- no
0: listing I for know. it. There's nothing. It's really confusing. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this, but uh, I'm I'm interested to know how they're going to do the pricing. Is it going to be free, and then you unlock it in the game? Is it going to be put it out in piecemeal so it adds up to the same price as the 3ds version? Or and I mean, is it just going to be less? versus
3: Phoenix Wright? I want to say was thirty dollars
0: once all told. Yeah.
3: so I I can't see the latent game being 40 on 3ds
0: oh I can that's how much 3ds games are no they're yeah. 30 end up uh, yeah end up
3: hang on let's see what I paid for the Azran legacy it was thirty dollars
0: yeah but that was like years ago that was 2014
3: yes. Let's see what I paid for the miracle mask. Oh, look, it was thirty
0: dollars. Oh, now hold on a second, Missy. 3ds digital code for Professor Layton and the Azran le- Legacy is thirty nine ninety
3: nine. Where did you find that?
0: Amazon dot com.
3: I had to get nothing on dirt. Send me the. Le- How did you find that?
0: For the Azran Legacy, I searched Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy on Amazon. That's what I did. <laughs> it was it retailed at forty bucks, dear. You don't want to believe it.
3: No, I'm serious, Chris. Do you want to come over here and see the price that I paid for it? it I, 30... I know
0: you got it on sale. We have the... We probably did the... Um... There was no such thing as Prime discount in
3: 2014. No, but there would have been Best Buy. Yeah, but I bought it on Amazon. Yeah, maybe we got a deal. Uh... They did do
0: deals. Just because they didn't do the Prime thing. Why are we arguing about this? Professor Layton in the last... Oh, that's not going to compare. Unwound Future is only 30 bucks Retail.
3: Yeah, Last Spectre's $30. Bucks. I, I, I think Last Spectre is a $30. DS game. Itself. No! I'm sorry. I hmm. guess we'll argue about it more next week when it's actually out and we know the price.
0: eShop. I'm looking up at the eShop entry on Nintendo. Thirty nine ninety nine in stock, as though it's never going to be in stock on the eShop. So here you go, Anna. I'll prove it to you. Thirty nine ninety nine is the retail price for Azran Legacy. Boom! Chris wins. Okay, I think it went up. No, it didn't go up. <laughs> it's the e shop price. That's what it always was. They don't okay. make it go up. What are you talking about? Do I go to games? I can't prove this to you right now because you're just not going to accept it. Even though Game GameStop has them for thirty nine ninety nine, Best Buy has it for thirty nine
1: ninety nine. But no. All right. I bought my copy, a physical copy, for thirty
0: for my wife. For my sheet for Azran Legacy, yes, there must have been a sale. It is $39. I bought it. I pre-ordered everywhere. it. All right, my point being, Anna, that obviously retail prices for for level five games, I think they've gone up, yep. or they're forty bucks now. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is too. Unless this is a smaller game. Do you think this isn't, like, a full Layton experience?
3: It's... Wait, why wouldn't it be?
0: Because it's being released in a weird way. It's a new model. It might be more indie style and smaller team. They don't want to sink the amount of money into Layton as they used to? I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking you. Oh, no one believes me. Mm -hmm. All right. Send your feedback in. How much did you pay for Professor Layton and the Ezra? (laughs) No!
3: (laughs) We already have a
0: question
1: of the week. <laughs> yeah, I just pulled up my Amazon order. It's twenty nine ninety six on December 6, thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. And I paid two seventeen in tax for thirty two dollars and thirteen cents.
0: Ooh, someone in chat just got an email talking about this Two Worlds Two DLC. They're apparently being offered a twenty five percent loyalty discount. Ooh, I
3: don't oh, know what that it must means. Must be
0: Ninji. I don't get a loyalty discount. We're going to wrap up the show. Thanks, everybody, for watching. (laughs) We'll (laughs) see you next week, 9 a.m. Pacific Noon Eastern. Uh, We stream live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, Follow us on on the Twitters at rpgamer and the Facebook at rpgamer.com. No, 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 just rpgamer. Yeah, the
3: only place we're not rpgamer is YouTube, where we're rpgamer, D O T C O M. Yeah. Because there was already someone who claimed rpgamer, and they haven't been active in like a decade. Yeah. They basically took it and haven't used it since.
0: Yay.
2: Can't you email Google to get your stuff back?
3: No, and we're verified at this point, so it doesn't really matter. Oh. We come up. Okay. If you search for RP Gamer on YouTube, even signed out in incognito mode, we come up first because we're a verified channel.
0: Yay. Okay. So,
3: yeah, it doesn't really matter anymore.
0: Alrighty. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. Um, I have nothing to leave anybody with. Play more 14. It's really good.
3: Play the games that make you happy.
0: Oh, or do that.
2: So That's good then. advice. Okay.
0: Yay. Yay. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye. <laughs> See you next time.